Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. Jenner, man, it's good to see you. How are you doing? Doing good. Appreciate you having me on again. Always fun and uh, looking forward to the debate this week. Got a special man. guest here. We got a, we got a, we got a real special guest today, man. We got my guy Rob in the building, man. This 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 is a throwback. This is a throwback, y'all. Like, and I'm I'm gonna give you guys a little a little insight on my life, man. When I got my first job ever, it was at Sky High, and Rob was working there too. Me and Rob used to be having all the Warriors debates, and this is when the Warriors were like in the dynasty. This was like when they were three, when they were two peating and everything, man. Uh, so me and Rob, we, we would go back and forth all the time and these classic Twitter debates. So Rob, we are really happy to have you on, man. Go ahead and introduce a little bit yourself and tell, tell yourself about the fans. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, like you said, I'm a Warriors fan. Yeah, it was fun, you know, those debates back in the day. It's a lot darker for us now these days. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> It's been a little rough, you know, watching Kelly Oubre, you know, just breaking threes over and over again. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm from the Bay. Um, yeah, I work with John. I actually go to uh, Cal Berkeley right now, doing my senior year, about to graduate. But there you yeah, go. that's what's up. That's what's up. Good, nice. good, good for you, Rob. Good for you, man. So, um, so you know, I, I don't know if you guys seen, but ESPN recently released that uh, top twenty-five, under twenty-five. You know, there's, there's some questionable picks on there, but that's that 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 that's not what, what we're going to be talking about today, man. And, you know, that got me thinking, like, who twenty-five or under would you want to build your team around? And you know, I I, I rallied up rallied up the troops. You know, what I'm saying, told my brother, let's do this episode. Told Rob, let's do this episode. I said, I think it's gonna be a good episode, man. <laughs> so that's exactly what we got today. We each are just gonna uh, talk about who we have that's 25 or under that we would want to build our team around. And as always, man, as the as the guest, Rob, you gotta go first, man. So go ahead and start us off with who do you got, Rob, 25 or under to build your team around? Talk to me. So. You know, of course I have Luca. I mean, he's he's absolutely insane, dude. I mean, he's 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 insane. I mean, his sophomore year last year, he was I feel like I was reading a new record each week, like on For ESPN. Real. Just every week it was like, you know, Luca's the first 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 person his age to do this since LeBron. But yeah, I mean that that sophomore season last year, I mean, that was amazing to watch. And then, you know, when they uh, when they played the Clippers in the playoffs, I mean honestly, if if Porzingis didn't get injured, like I could have seen them like beating the Clippers, especially when you consider the way that the Clippers crumbled 
just a uh, or in the next series. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Luca, he's he's I mean, he's absolutely incredible. You know, this season he's averaging 28 points. I mean, nearly a triple double 28, eight and eight. And, you know, his his efficiency is pretty good. And, you know, honestly, like one of my only things that I'd wanted to see him improve was his three point shot. And it's actually doing better this season than last year. He's up about like 36 percent this season, I believe. But yeah, I mean, he's he's incredible. He's you know, he's tall. He can he can get to the rim, whatever he wants. He can shoot. He can pass. He can play make. He can pass out the trap. I mean, he's I mean, he can do pretty much anything, honestly. And just I mean, when you think about his age, I mean, the things that he's accomplished so That's far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a crazy. We point. have no idea where he's going to go from here. I mean, the Mavericks had the highest rated offense in the history of the NBA last year. And they've taken like a couple steps back this year, but I mean, with a with a was he twenty? He yeah, was with 20 a twenty year old. Year. Yeah, exactly. With a twenty year old at the helm, the greatest offense in the history of the NBA. So, I mean, who knows where they're going to go from here? See, I mean, honestly, for me, he's just like the natural pick. I couldn't okay. really think of anybody else that I'd want to go with. Okay, yeah. so so, so I, I mean, uh, when you say Lucas, some you know some some questions come to my mind as to like how how do you feel about about him on the on the defensive end? Because I know that that's a, a area where he lacks, right? And and I know that you know when when I get to my player, my player don't lack in that area. <laughs> so I want to know, I want to know, Rob, like how do you feel about him giving? Like, yeah, he's tremendous on the offensive end and brings you constant triple doubles, but on the defensive end, he, he gives up a lot. So does that yeah. not bother you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's he's not good at defense at all. You can just blow by him if you want. Um, but honestly, I mean, it's the it's the modern NBA, you know. I mean, like defense is being played like the least in like the history of the sport. Like yeah. the top defensive rating teams like this year would be like would barely be cracking like top three just like a couple of seasons ago. So honestly, with the way that the game is shifting towards offense, I don't think that him being a defensive liability is that big a deal. Now, with that being said, I would very much like him to get better on defense because, I mean, he has he has the measurements for it. He's 6'7". He's tall, you know. He could yeah. do it. He's just got to, you know, he's just got to try to put the effort in. And, you know, maybe maybe if he got into, like, a little bit better conditioning because I know he's, like, you know, he could be a little bit on the thicker side and that way he wouldn't have to, like, conserve energy for offense. But, yeah, for me, just given his offensive – output the defense isn't that much of a concern for me you know like the offense is so good that I mean he's a defensive liability but if you can construct a good enough team around him and then just let him use his height I think that you could be fine so he's he's kind of like what the Nets is as a team like they're gonna give up (laughs) everything on the defensive end but they're gonna beat you on the offensive end yeah, I mean, the Nets are just the epitome of the modern NBA. I mean, every every player they add is just ratcheting up the offense. Definitely. But you look at last year, though, the team, the, the Lakers, they had a pretty good defensive unit, and that's what kind of carried them to the championship. So I agree with you that the NBA is, is moving and is currently a very offense-heavy league. But it, I think that, you know, just having a defensive team isn't, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Being a different team last year like the Lakers actually, you know, got him to a title. So I think that uh, it's definitely very important to be sure to have at least something on defense. Right. And, and, and when we get to my player, my player doesn't lag on defense either. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see, we'll see how, uh, what kind of arguments I can make for him. Yeah. I mean, defense is definitely important. I mean, honestly, that's why I'm interested if it does become Lakers and Nets in the finals, I mean, we're going to see, 
you know, is a defense or offense that wins championships. Exactly. Exactly. That's where it's going. Rob, so you you, met, you mentioned that uh, Luca will will thrive when you put players like around him that that you know will help him. So who who do you think that it, it should be around Luca, right? Like like if you ask me who who do you put around LeBron, I'm just gonna say strictly shooters. You know, you just put shooters around LeBron. So who do you like? What players around Luca do you think that make make him excel at his greatest level? I mean, honestly, I would probably go a similar route because so Luca, who he reminds me of a lot is like a James Harden, the way that Harden plays. And when, you know, Harden's (laughs) – exactly. (laughs) Hey, you know, he's doing a little better this year. Yeah, no, he is. Um, But, yeah, you know, Harden, when he was in Houston, it was basically just him and then just a core full of shooters, and it worked pretty well. And, you know, Luca, he, he plays with a pretty high usage rate. Like, the offense just flows through him pretty much entirely. So, yeah, I mean, if you just surround him with shooters and let him, you know, drive, kick out, and just decide what he wants to do, I think that would probably be the best system to thrive. So, I think if you could also construct a roster that could maximize, you know, him not having to necessarily be the biggest defensive liability – that he can be, whereas, you know, you get some good, like, 3 and D guys who you, you have shooting, you have scoring, but you also have good defense, and, you know, they can they can switch around need be. I think that would probably be the best way to maximize him. Okay, yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think, honestly, with with, with players like, like LeBron and like Luka, because Luka really is, like, the kind of really the closest thing that we, we've seen to LeBron, maybe, maybe not as far as around hype. Hype, maybe that would be, be a different player. But yeah, as far but but as far as like talent, as far as like de- like do it all, and like how you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, like last year we we seen a stat every week that oh this Luca's the first player to do this since LeBron, since LeBron, since LeBron. So my question to you, Rob, is like, is he the next LeBron? Like, is he the next <laughs> LeBron to you, or what, what do you think, Rob? Or do you you think he's gonna be better than LeBron? How do you feel about Luca? Is like that or what? I mean, he's a he's a little less athletic for sure. Um... But, I mean, I think with Luca, you know, it's, it's the sky's the limit. You know, he's so young. He could go anywhere. I do think, you know, some people will have a tendency to overrate him a little bit, like where he is right now. I think, like, some of us are, are a little too quick to be, like, ready for what he's going to become, that we're jumping the gun on, like, overrating him. But, yeah, I mean, he could – I mean – he could reach that caliber of player if he really, if he really locks in. Cause at his age and what he's doing, I mean, I can't like, where did, where does he even go when he's like, by the time he's 28 and fully in his prime, like, I can't imagine how much he's going to like improve his game by then. Right. I mean, he becomes like a, like a high volume, 40% three point shooter on top of all of this or some other stuff like that, or just like a lockdown defender. I mean, we, we have no idea where his game could go from here. And, and you can say the same thing, too, about LeBron when he was young, that he had no shot. And yeah. actually a big knock on him was like, man, you know, when he's in his 30s, that athleticism is not going to be there anymore. And he's just not going to be as efficient. And while that athleticism is still there in a way that, like, he has been, like, a superior athleticism to what we've predicted, it's definitely taken a hit from, you know, his Miami days. But he was able to add the shooting to his arsenal and just become – you know, more of a threat. He's improved this passing. I mean, his court future has always been great, but now he's been able to, I guess, implement those passes better. So it's uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how Luca's going to develop his game and just improve as a player. But I think he's got the potential to get up there, though. Like, as, you know, one of the greats, uh, at least he's probably going to be, you know, fighting 
with Dirk. I think Dirk's the best European player of all time, maybe even the best international player of all time. So, you know, he could be giving Dirk a run for his money. But Giannis could too, though, because he's international too. So that uh, he's, he's young as well. We kind of forget yeah. how young Giannis is. Yeah, no, for sure. Like there's a, there's a good wave of international players here. So, so Embiid. Embiid. Yeah, and um, yeah. yeah, no, there's a, there's, there's a good wave of young Yeah, you got Jokic too. There's actually Jokic, a lot of international players. Um, Aiton, I mean, Aiton is not as good as those, but like he's a solid player. He's international too. Like there's, there's quite a bit. The NBA is worldwide now, man. The NBA is really worldwide, which is crazy. Uh, but but like like how you mentioned, you know, you talked about uh about Luca's game and 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 aging. So that that's my question to both of you guys is is do you think Luca's game is one that will, will will age very well? Because you know every single time I talk about Luca or I bring up Luca, I always bring up my brother told me, man, he went to he went to a, a clip um a Mavericks versus Clippers game a long time ago, and he told me that. Luca is like not fast. Like he he's not fast at all. All he does is he just has insane control uh control of pace and can and and uses his angles very well, right? And but then my question to you is like when he's thirty, when he's thirty one, is is he going to be able to do that still? Is he going to be able to control the tempo, control the pace, and 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 work these angles as well? Uh, how do you guys feel about that? You guys could talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's exactly why his game's going to age well because he's not super reliant on athleticism. Because, I mean, that's, like, the first thing to go for any player that doesn't age well. Like, look at Russ. I mean, he's super reliant on it. And he's had, you know, some pretty rough years, especially in the postseason because of that. Um, so, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I, think his, uh, I think his game's going to age very well. I would like – because yeah, I would like to see him get in, like, a little better condition. Because, yeah, that's probably why – I mean, he's, he's kind of slow against the rim, but he doesn't need to be fast the way he plays. Yeah. But just because, I mean, you the better condition you're in, the, the better you're going to age. Like, it's, it's pretty just simple science. But honestly, I don't, I don't see why his game wouldn't age well. It's not reliant on him being, like, fast or being able to jump high. So there's no reason to think when he's in his 30s that anything is really going to change as far as that goes. Yeah, I, I agree. How do you feel about that, Jenner? Uh, no, I, I I agree with Robert 100%. It's just he's not he's not relying on speed. He's relying on angles, which is not really going to age that much. And then, like, I mean, he's gonna when he's when he's old in basketball, you know, he's gonna be like 32, 33. Not like he's <laughs> gonna be 60, but he'll still be able to you know be able to change direction quickly. And a lot of his game is brain too, so that's gonna help. That's you know that's just not gonna age that much. Uh, if anything, he'll become more experienced and just know how to work these angles better. So we see we see that a lot with Taylor Horton Tucker too. Like he's not very fast, but he just he knows how to move. You know, he knows how to use his body. Tht. Yeah, we're, we're through in the Tht Luca comparison, real. <laughs> hey Rob, if you, if you don't know, that's how I know I'm on a Lakers podcast. Right? Tht hey. and Luca. Hey Rob, if you don't know, man, my brother is a huge Tht fan. He's been on him since like Iowa. He's been on him since the really? jump. Yeah, Junior's been on. Because yeah, he was nice. been so excited when he signed with the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it was just I, I thought he was a I thought he was a good prospect. I, so it was actually funny when when um when the Lakers traded up to to get him. I thought I actually wanted them to take Bull Bull, but I'm really glad he didn't. I was like, oh, you know, why not take him? He's he's huge, and I actually was not going for Taylor Horn Tucker, but but uh, but I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it worked out because yeah, he's nice. Bull Bull's out of a rotation now. 
<laughs> he's probably going to get some playoff minutes. So yeah, he, he started. He just started last game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just, he yeah. just, yeah, he just started. I mean, I, I, I granted, Kuzma's hurt, yeah, yeah, hurt, yeah, AD's hurt, entire the, the, our entire <laughs> team's hurt, but he still started. But okay, Rob. So, so, so we, we feel you. What you saying is, you, your player is Luca. Okay, okay, we got you. So, Jenner. So, yeah, I mean, he's amazing. He, I, man, I, I agree with you. But me and Jenner are about to tear your argument apart, man. <laughs> Jenner, talk to me. Who do you got? Twenty five and under. All right, so I would have rolled with Luca, but I didn't want it to be an echo chamber, so I had to go with my second pick. So, as the great Max Kellerman has once said, fate of the universe on the line. The marshes have the death of that earth. You better hit it. I want to down. No, no, I'm kidding. So, I got a player who's actually 19 years old, uh, and that's also oh. a running joke. No, it's also oh, a- I was about to say, oh, you didn't go who I thought you were going to go with. No, no, no. Um, he's a great player. He's a running joke because they always say he's been 19 for like five seasons already. Oh, but, okay. Uh, so you might already know who it is, but I'm going to go with the one that got away from the Lakers, and that's Mr. Jason Tatum. Mm. Uh, and it's fitting because he just dropped 53 points. So, no. so you know, I, I, I think, you know, like I was saying, he got away, he got away from the Lakers, and it was just uh, super frustrating to watch that. Uh, you know, you look at the Lakers front office now, you might think it's a good front office, but it was not the case when Magic was at the helm. <laughs> Lakers, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> horrible gym. So actually leading up to that draft, the 2017 draft, I actually thought Tatum was the best player available. And as soon as Philadelphia didn't take him, it was like a bittersweet, bittersweet feeling because I knew we had the opportunity to take him and we should take him, but we weren't going to because Lakers had just moved D'Lo and they were going to bring in a guard. But side note, if you're going to bring in a guard, it shouldn't have been Lonzo Ball. It should have been De'Aaron Fox, but that's a whole other story. So I won't even go down that rabbit hole right now. Hey, hey, stop, I, letting I the, hey stop letting the mic bleed, Jenner. <laughs> hey, Rob, on, on on this podcast, often, you know what I'm saying, we both Lakers fans, so sometimes the the the, the purple and gold bleeds through the mic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Rob? Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember John telling me, Tell me about Lonzo back in Ooh. 2017. So, I, I used mean, to think Lonzo was him. I remember <laughs> – <laughs> I remember those days. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, so, but anyway, back to Mr. Tatum, right? So I liked him. I like him a lot. Like, let's get into his intangibles. First of all, 6'8", 210, quick, agile, and he's been to three conference finals, right? Man. That's experience. That's second to none. Even though he's lost in all of them, that's experience that you build up. Imagine being, I mean, I don't know how old he is. I think he's, what, 22, 23? He's 23. 23. So he's 23. 23. And he's, got, he's been to three conference finals already. Like, how much experience that's built, that's just intangible stuff, right? So, so and out of all the players that I think you can make an argument for being on this 25, under 25 list, he's definitely the most experienced in the playoffs. Like, I don't even think it's close. Um, so, now let's look at the numbers. 26 points this season. Four assists, seven rebounds, 38% from the field, and 46% from, 38% from three, and 46% from the field. And his numbers improve every year. And he just consistently keeps getting better, right? So he went on rebounds. He went five rebounds, six rebounds, seven, and seven. I'm rounding up, obviously. Assists went two, two, three, four. Points went 14, 16, 23, 26. So he just keeps getting better. So we, ha- we, we haven't even seen prime Jason Tatum yet, right? Like there's still more to go, and he's already done so much. But, but even going beyond stats, like he's a solid defender because he's, he's big and he's mobile, 
Uh, and he's, you know, he's, he's a strong dude. So that like, that helps a lot. I'm not saying he, you know, he's going to be in the paint banging with Joel Embiid, but, but he can keep up with most forwards. And, and I think that's gonna, that's gonna help him a lot. And like I always say on the pod, best type of ability is availability. And he's played 47 games out of the 53 possible at the time of writing. Right. He can up and give you 50 almost any night. And that's what he did the other day, right? Like on right, last week, he, he, he put up a 50 piece, 53 points. He's a leader to that Boston team. He was given the pretty much like the, uh, using a soccer analogy, the captain's armband while young. And he's done a great job, you know, leading that team. He led them through some rocky times with Kyrie being there. And he says, Kyrie's going to be there for a long time. And then he leaves at the end of the season. And you know, the team's been through some trials and tribulations and he's been, and Jason Tatum has been able to be, you know, like consistent, just leader for that group. And he's just, he's just a really, really good player. You know, I think when you, when you make a s- similar argument for other players that, you know, like Luca or whoever you're going to say, John, it's uh, they're all great players, but no one's touching Tatum's experience. I don't even think it's particularly even close. And, and another thing that I think he's got an, a leg up on his competition is we've seen him adapt and improve. Right. So like his numbers, like I said, his numbers have been consistently improving but he's been adapting too, right? Like he didn't come into this league, a great shooter, not horrible, but he wasn't a good shooter. And look, he was shooting in his rookie season, 47.5% on 10.4 shots a game. Now he's almost double that amount of shots at 20 and a half shots a game. And he's still shooting 46%. So he's been able to actually keep that. And while doubling the amount of shots, you would think that he, you know, he would probably fall to, to probably the low forties, but no, he's been able to just kind of consistently be able to, improve and improve and improve and that helps a lot so it's been a really really impressive I guess run so far for Jason Tatum so he's got the numbers the intangibles the drive the durability the adaptability the experience and the availability why not build a team around them that's why I got to go with Mr. JT Okay. Okay. I, I, I like that. So the same way, you know, I, I, I asked Rob some questions about your player. You know, I, I want to ask some questions about, about, about JT to you. So do, do you, do you really feel that JT can, can be a leader though? Because I, I feel that oftentimes when I watch Boston Celtics games, when he starts hitting, you know, and he starts, starts dancing, hitting his little side step threes, step backs, whatever it is, he often like, Trey Young gets this insane tunnel vision, like insane mm-hmm. tunnel vision, and takes some very bad shots. And, and, and again, we, he's 23 with time. You know, he, he'll understand right. to 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 tame that 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 tunnel vision. But to you, does that not does that not like you know scare you a little bit or say like okay, well, because if you're taking these bad shots, you know, you're, you're taking away from from a, a, yeah. like, a, like a possible possible good shot, right? And the, I always use this analogy when I talk about this. Danny Green last year on the on 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 the Lakers, right? Danny <laughs> Rob 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 is tired of the Lakers. Rob is tired. Rob is like, stop talking about the Lakers. Danny Green I, last I year on the Lakers. I remember the Danny Green slander. I, I remember hearing all of this. Yeah, hey, I, I watched it. It was pretty disgusting to watch. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. But look, so Danny Green, right? A lot. I, 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 you know, I've heard some people give 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 arguments said that he was. He was uh, very useful for, for that for that Lakers championship run, and I, I would highly highly disagree. And and the reason why and this this same analogy that I'm going to use with Jason Tatum is that it, you know if you're not hitting right, like if you're Danny Green and you're not hitting, if you're not hitting your shots, the only way for you to start hitting your shots is you got to keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting, because you know it's there. You just got to find it. But you gonna keep shooting and keep missing, and you taking away from other people's shots, right? Right. And 
with Jalen with a great player like Jalen Brown on the team, with a great player, if you're if Jason Tatum is not hidden and he and he keeps with his tunnel vision, oh, I gotta keep shooting. Once I see one go in, it's gonna go in. You know, and right. he get and he and he has that. And, and he's taking away shots from Jalen Brown. He's taking away shots from, from Kemba Walker. He's taking away shots from, you know, other, other great players, man. So my question to you is, you know, does that tunnel vision concern you? If not, talk to me about that. You know, it does in a sense, but I don't think it's so much his leadership as more of his maturity. I think as he matures, he's going to be able to, to, to improve in those areas of weaknesses, right? So he is experienced, but notice I didn't say he's a fully polished player yet. And it's exactly for those types of, of, of shortcomings is, is the fact that, you know, he does have that tunnel vision and sometimes he does kind of go, he, he gets on, he tries to kind of shoot himself out of a slump and sometimes he shoots his, his team out of the game. But I don't think that's so much, I guess you could, you could make an argument that it borders on leadership, but I think it's more of a maturity thing and realizing, you know, kind of what's best and what's not, how to kind of adapt. Uh, to to the game, so uh, it's funny because I did mention his adaptability, but I mean his adaptability more as a big picture thing rather than an in-game thing, right? So uh, take oh, no, I don't want to I don't want to give a Frank Vogel analogy because then I'm going more into Lakers again, but it's just what I know, man. So I'm gonna talk about what I know. <laughs> but 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 okay, since I've already I've already briefed it, I'll say I think Frank Vogel is a great coach when it comes to adapting things over series not inside of a game. Inside of a game, he doesn't adapt, and it, it pisses me off. But I digress. Back to Tatum, same thing. Doesn't really adapt in the middle of the game, but over, you know, the course of a season, over even the course of a month, I'll say that he, he makes, you know, noticeable, noticeable, you know, adaptations to his game. So maturity is a thing that's going to, that, you know, it's going to help him polish a little more and be able to not make these uh, ill-advised decisions before taking shots. That's kind of how I feel about it. Okay, and 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 his de- defensive end. How do you feel about that? Because I, I like him you, as a defender. You, yeah, you. I, I said you. You said that he was a good defender. I don't think he's I, a great defender on the perimeter. When you he don't t- think he's a great defender. I don't think he's a great defender. I think okay. that, I, I think that guarding uh, guarding other guards, right? Like w- w- when when he guards, you know, like I I was just watching the uh be, to get ready for for this pod. I was watching the Celtics versus Pelicans game, and he was he he was guarding uh, Josh Hart. Right, like that. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's not much of a challenge. But when you put Kyrie on him, when you put Dennis Schroeder on him, when you put, uh, you know, these top these top guards on him, uh, he's getting burnt like and eight times out of ten. So you does that not worry you the perimeter yeah. defense? So I, I think his perimeter defense could use some work, but I think his interior defense kind of makes up for that. Again, not against centers, and he's not going to be able to go ahead and body Joel and B. But it's the same thing, you know. You see, you see smaller players big putting bigger bigger players on skates more often than not right because they do have that that quickness advantage but I think his defense is good enough to the point where he's not he's not a liability on defense I would go ahead I actually I still feel that he's a good defender I don't, I'm not saying he's a great defender I'm not saying he's running for defensive player of the year but I think he's a good defender I mean and his look his defensive rating this season is 112 uh he's got a 112 defensive rating this season anything below 100 is great now there's really I think like Dinwiddie like leads the league but like he's only played like I think like a handful of games. LeBron yeah, is the only player towards. that he, I'm sorry. I, I said, yeah, Dinwiddie's not playing towards ACL. Yeah. So, so um, LeBron leads the league in defensive rating. I think he's at one Oh three. So that gives you a comparison. Like he's only really nine points behind LeBron. I mean, I know if you look at it, there's like 10 million players between them. Cause it's like one Oh three point one, one Oh three point two until you get to one twelve. but it's 111.7 to be exact. But I think he's, he's a good enough defender that, I wouldn't be, you know, shaking if if it came to the point where, you know, 
he's going to get one-on-one by somebody. I think that the game's on the line. He'll be able to actually, you know, step back. I think he'll be able to recognize that he's not the best perimeter defender and try to invite them in the post a little bit more. Uh, because he's taller than a lot of these players too. Like he's 6'8". Like 6'8", you're starting, you're getting from small forward to maybe like a shorter power forward type of size, you know. So I think that uh, that, that that helps him a lot. And I, I personally, I like him as a defender. Like he's, no, he's not Ben Simmons, but I like him as a defender. Okay. Okay. And, and do, do you feel comfortable with him being being your guard, like bringing the ball down court type guard, or you want him to be would, more of an off ball guard? Yeah, I, I think he's more of an off ball guard. Like I, I, I again wouldn't mind, but I don't, I'm I'm not seeing Tatum for his for his handles, right? I'm seeing his ability to make a good shot selection. I'm seeing his ability to drive to the hoop and use his size. I'm seeing his ability to be able to kind of maybe a step back shot or or be able to you know kind of find a corner three but not necessarily, you know, like kind of, you know, dribble himself into a great position or draw defenders or anything of the sort. So, but I, I, I like him, you know, I like him. I don't mind taking, I don't mind him taking the ball up court, but I prefer that, you know, we have another ball hand. Oh, we, oh my goodness. I'm not a <laughs> <laughs> I prefer that. Uh, Weed and green. <laughs> <laughs> don't, hey, don't bleed green to the mic. <laughs> yeah, I prefer that, that, uh, that he, that he takes, you know, that, I think it'd be better for the Celtics if he's, you know, kind of an off-ball guard slash forward. I think playing the three suits him really, really well. I think that's uh, that's kind of like it's going to be his go-to position. And and what six. do you? Uh, go ahead, Rob. Go uh, ahead. Oh yeah, cool. Um, what do you? Uh, what do you think? Like, how would you want to fill out the Celtics roster around him and Jalen Brown? Because you know, it's you know they've kind of had a, a tough time just with their roster construction, with you know the way the Kyrie era went. And you know yeah. Gordon Hayward's injury history, and then like Al Horford, and everything. So what? How would you want to construct the the Celtics roster around him and Brown? Because yeah, I do wonder like about like he's not really much of a playmaker. So like, what kind of point guard you would want around him and the team that you'd want to like bring out his his talents? Yeah. So I think a playmaking point guard would be so so helpful to a team like that. Like if we could if. I said we again. Yeah. <laughs> the got, hey, that's two. That's two. Don't know, let it happen. Three. Strike two if the Celtics could have gotten Charlotte Kemba, I think that would have solved their problems. I think if they get a playmate, like an old, just vintage Kemba Walker type of player, that would really, really help him. Cause that's a playmaker who could also find his own shot. You know, you take, I mean, obviously I can say, Oh, put Stephen Curry in there, put Damian Lillard, in there, <laughs> but elite point guards, but real realistically, like, if you look at, I'm going to say it, but if you look at somebody who could, who could create their shot, somebody, uh, a point guard who could create opportunities, say, I don't think Lonzo Ball would be a bad fit on that team. I know it sounds crazy, but I don't think he'd be a bad fit on the team, and he's a good defender. And then as far as, as far as you know, a big around them, I mean, obviously, you know, like I said, a bunch of well and beat in there, put Nicole Yogi, but if I'm going to say, like, what type of big, a dominant big, so a Dwight Howard actually would fit in really, really well with them. Uh, uh, Andre Drummond actually would have fit great and they were actually pursuing Andre Drummond I think Andre Drummond would have fit great on that team as well just a dominant big who could really work the post would be would be a really really good addition to that team and a scanter would have been great for them was was pretty good for them and would have been you know would have been a great player to keep around that type of like a big who just pretty much be able to do the dirty work in the post kind of like what Dwight was doing last year do the dirty work in the post so he could know he kind of leave out that room and be able to let, you know, players like Tatum and Brown take over. And, and I think even a player, like, I, I know it's going to sound crazy because he's not playing that well, but um, 
think of like a Ricky Rubio, like just a player who's be able to be quick enough, quick enough to be able to, to, to kind of, you know, be able to generate plays, draw plays, maybe draw defenders. I mean, as much as defenders want to pay attention to Ricky Rubio, but be able to, you know, be able to actually generate some good passes and find some good passing lanes. Chris Paul, obviously Chris Paul fits anywhere, but that's like another great, great fit for them as well. So just playmaking player uh, point guards who can, create for others but don't necessarily have to create for themselves to have a good game and that's why i said lonzo like lonzo's the player that he could have zero points in a game and i could still think he might have had a good game if you look at how he played his assists how he played on defense so i think those type of like play making point cards would be the best way to kind of shape things around those two players because they could get their own you don't need another player taking up shots you know Definitely, definitely, I, and I, I agree. You you put you put those type of players around Jason Tatum. That's when I think that he will be able to blossom to you know to 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 his all. So um so let's or, get or or send him to play at Staples. Okay, here we go. I'm kidding. It's also too. That's another running joke. Every single podcast, <laughs> I send some player to the Lakers. Every single every single. <laughs> Dude, that's, like, that's, like that's how it's gonna be going pretty soon. Dude, the way the week's like those, going, <laughs> it's like those every, photoshops. It's just Lakers and Heat players. <laughs> every, everybody wants to go play for Rob over here in LA. <laughs> you know, it's JT JT was a big Kobe fan. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's true. No, that's respect though. I think everybody likes Kobe. So now at least. Um, so, anyway, okay, okay, so. All right, man. So let's let's get to my player, man. So you know, I had to sit here and listen to all this blasphemy from both of <laughs> you, man. Talking about Tatum, talking about Luca, but I'm gonna tell you who the real player, man, who's 25 or under that I want to build my team around. Okay, and we talking about the future here, man. So I'm I'm I'm, oh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the know. young. I'm gonna go with the youngest cat of, uh, of them all, man. I gotta yes, go. Yes, sir, with Mr. THT in the house. No, 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 not THT this time. Not THT this time, man. But I, I, I gotta go with the the, the bully ball himself, man. Zion Williamson, man. I don't Oof. think, I, man, I don't think that. I don't think as many players his age that can move the way he moves and is. And is a size that and is is his size, but you know what? Let's jump into it, man. Zion is twenty. He's twenty, dog. Luca is twenty-two. Tatum is twenty-three. So Zion is, I, I, by like two years, three years younger than younger than both of them. At twenty years old, currently he's averaging twenty-six points per game. Uh, twenty-six points per game, seven rebounds, two offensive rebounds per game, three assists, uh, one steal, seventy percent from the free throw line, getting to the free throw line eight times per game, shooting uh. 36% from, from the from the three and a ridiculous 61% from the field, man. Man, that 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 right there is is impressive. But let's get to, you know, let's get to talk about what makes Zion so great and why is he the best player to build the team around, in my opinion. So I have seven points that I that, that I, I, I want to get through with you, with you guys. And I got a couple of sub points. Feel free to stop me whenever, you know, rebuttal. Talk, like, we, got the, we got the itinerary ready. I <laughs> got the idea. Yeah, feel free to let me know anything, man. So my first point is that Zion is a great finisher at the rim, a, a, a better finisher at the rim than both JT and Luca. And right now, Zion has better a better field, uh, field goal percentage than Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, 
and LeBron. The only player in the entire NBA that has a better field goal percentage right now than, than Giannis is Rudy Gobert at 66%, right? But mind you, Rudy Gobert is – all he does is play inside. Giannis, his game is a, is a lot more stretched out than, than, than Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert doesn't come down court and hit a little in and out, right? Zion, Zion got that. My second point How many is – shots is he hitting, though? How many how many shots is Zion hitting? Shots is he hitting like I'm not seeing Zion on the pull up. But how many, well he's shooting he's shooting one 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 three per game. But Zion he's got that little he's got that little mid range. He's got that little mid range. While while I agree with you, hey, while while I agree with you that most of his game is take it to the hoop, but it, it it's a lot less it's a lot less take it to the hoop than than Rudy Gobert's is. Would you agree? I would. But I think that a lot of the players that you listed there, that he has a better field goal percentage of, they're taking more shots. So I think I'm thinking his field goal percentage might be the fact that he takes a lot of shots really, really close to the rim. You you think Giannis is taking let he's taking less shots in the rim than than Zion Williamson? I think Zion. I don't know how the numbers in front of me, but I'm thinking. Zion Come on, is- man! Come on, man! That's, Gian- that's all he does. That's all he does. That's all he does. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll that's talk. All does, that's all. That, that's all Giannis does. Everybody knows you just build the wall on 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 Giannis and what ha- and what happens? Yeah, he shuts I, down. Well, that's Maybe I'm that's what I'm interested to see with Zion is how how are teams going to scheme for him in the playoffs? Because yeah, I mean, you know, he is I. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't call him a one-dimensional player necessarily, but he is. I wonder if you will, if you were able to eliminate his. I, I wouldn't call him that, but I'm saying if you were able to eliminate his inside game. I don't know, like if you could do that. But if you did, I mean, I'm not sure. If, like if you could, what if else he has to draw right from? Clock's running Whoa. down, and Zion's got the ball. I'm building a wall. And if he wants to take that mid range, I'm letting him. Take and 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 you're you're gonna build the wall, and that's and that's the thing. Zion is so smart; he's able to make the right passes. Zion, and, and that's something. That, and that's and that's one of my future points that I'm gonna that I'm gonna get to is is his IQ. His high his IQ is insanely high. He is he understands that every time he blows by the defender. He, the defense is going to collapse. They're gonna, whether whether they build a wall when he's coming down court or whether he blows past the defender and the defense collapse, he always knows where to make the right pass. And he did, he also doesn't force passes, which is which is part of, part of his is insanely high IQ. But so my, my my second point that I wanted to talk to you guys about was his combination of strength and speed at that size is literally unguardable. It's unguardable. You watch it. You watch a Pelicans game and. He's either too big or too fast for anyone on the court, no matter no, no matter who it is. He's six seven two two eighty four. Man, every single game, Zion gets probably ten to fifteen left handed layups. Mind you, Zion is left handed, and like they're not letting him get to the hoop. Like he's getting there. He's because he's bullying his way to the hoop. He's bodying everybody he's getting everybody out the way I, I like I, I heard this quote from JJ Reddick JJ Reddick said every NBA player wishes that they could get 10 to 15 shots 10 to 15 layups with their dominant hand he gets 10 to 15 layups with his left hand and I'm sure that the defensive scouting report tell him don't let him go left don't let him go left and he still gets there which is which you know represents and shows just how dominant he is in like on the court and can can nobody move him right uh 97 percent 
you know, the, the, you know, the, I'm, I'm gonna give this stat because, because you know, the, this helps on argument, but it's low key helps helps Junior's argument he just ha- had on uh on me about the <laughs> in, in the paint. But I gotta give this stat, man, because this just shows his down. Don't think about it in Junior's perspective. Think about it in this perspective. Think about it. <laughs> think about it in the, in the perspective of he's getting there. Ninety-seven percent of of of, uh, of Zion Williams shots comes in the paint. Ninety-seven percent. Right, but my, again, again, but it's, hey, hey, I, hey, I have his, I have a shot profile of him right here, and yeah, it reflects that. Is is only in the pain, all right? No, I, hey, I, I, I will give you that, right? But don't look at it in, don't look at it in the sense of okay, that's why his field goal percentage is high. No, look at it in the sense of like he's getting there. I'm sure that the other team isn't just like, oh yeah, let him get in the paint. No, everybody's trying to shut him down, and he's no, still think, getting there. Like that's a, that's a good point. Like I think the fact that he gets to the paint is good, and that's the positive. I think mm-hmm. that that just invalidates the argument that his percentage is so like look how good he is. His percentage is so high. I think it's because he's in the paint so much. So I. But think, you, like, you still you still got to finish, huh? You still got to finish though. Right, and when you, you got to get, big, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> so like, so just see, because he's big, he gets a pass. Uh, and and that's that's one thing he only he Zion right now leads the league in in points in the paint he only leads the league right now because Embiid was just out for the past couple of weeks and when they were both playing Embiid Embiid led the league in in, uh, points in the paint but now Zion took that to uh uh, took that to took that number one spot right but what we're, another another point I want to talk to you guys about was you know the bully ball right and and we we can in general if you pull up uh, any numbers or YouTube Rob you know let me know but uh you know his his bully ball right now Zion leads the entire league in and ones talking about Junior's point right he's he's you're right it's easier to make it if you're right there at the rim than if you're if you're 28 feet out i agree but you still gotta finish he's still getting the toughest defenders coming at him nightly banging and he still leads the league right now in in, in and ones again a credit to a, a, a credit to his dominance a credit, a credit to the way he gets the way he gets to the rim and can't nobody stop him he leads, like I just mentioned, he leads the league in, in points in the paint with 19.7, 19.7 points in the paint, y'all. Like, think about that for real. And let me read you this crazy stat. The last person to ha- average 19 points in the paint, you know who it was? Shaq. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <say> <laughs> One of the most <laughs> dominant players of all time. And he's oh. doing this. He's doing this again. He can't even go to the liquor store and get a Hennessy bottle. <laughs> he can't even do that. You got to think about that. He's doing all this. He, he's he, he's putting Shaq like record numbers at 20 years old, right? And and, and that right there is 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 another you know uh, uh, like representation of uh, his dominance, how great he is. You know, la- last year he only played 24 games. I get it. You know, he th- those numbers are low key inflated. He had 23 points. He averaged 23 points per game la- uh, last season. Again, only on 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 24 games, but he did that off pure strength and athleticism like last year it was zion's uh, rookie year you know he he and it was the whole covid year he didn't have much time to get acclimated in nba and okay this is how you this is how you operate in the nba offense this is how you do that no nah, they probably just told him out there and bully and that's what he did and he put 23 points per game just strictly off bully ball and now you add skill to that now you add now you add a, a nba shooting coach working with him an nba defensive defensive coach working with him right and you add just a whole nother skill set. 
uh, uh, like how I mentioned earlier about the the the, the, the high IQ. You know, Zion is an extremely smart smart player. You know, makes the right passes when the, when the defense collapses, takes advantage of mismatches. Man, does and he draws about um, like um, every. I think I think every single time he's on the court, it's a mismatch. Like I, I think the only player in the NBA that I would feel comfortable guarding him, the only two players healthy would be Joel Embiid and Anthony Davis guarding guarding uh guarding Giannis. You feel comfortable with Joel Embiid guarding? I mean, guard- not guarding guarding Zion. Yes, I would definitely. Really? Definitely. Would you not? Joel's a little slow. Like. I don't know. And, and I guess I guess I guess Zion isn't so fast either. But how would you feel with Giannis guarding him? Giannis is a pretty good defender. I, I would. Uh, yeah. Um. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I got. I, I got to give that to Giannis. About, Giannis got the lane. Go bear. Ah no no he's getting burned uh, and he's getting burned Zion because that's the problem Zion can take you in the perimeter he's not a one demand and that's the reason why he and that's the reason oh Rob you don't think he could take you to the perimeter like that. No, I mean, I think he can, like but if that. I if I was gonna guard Zion, I would just I would just drop back. I mean, you could probably sag off of him a little bit. He doesn't because he he's got a good percentage, but he doesn't he doesn't shoot. do it a lot. I would like to see him shoot more. That way, you could you know the defense for sure has to you know play you honestly, which I mean obviously it's not a problem because he he basically gets to the rim whenever he wants. It's insane to yeah. watch. I mean. He's got biceps the size of my head. I mean, he's absolutely <laughs> huge, dude. Like, he's, he's like, I mean, he's he's like a kid too. I can't imagine. Like, usually it's like you know, yeah, you know, wait till this guy fills out. It's gonna be crazy. I can't imagine he could put on any more size, any more weight. Yeah, like I don't think it's possible. But I mean, we'll see in a few years. But so, I mean. It, it, and 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 that and that right there is 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 exactly um <clears throat> one of one of my points is the man is a a, a nightmare a nightmare a matchup off the pick and roll and I, you know I've said this I've said this tons of times on this podcast like the NBA nowadays isn't really they don't really run plays like that you know they like the Spurs or some some other teams they run plays but really every single offense is predicated off a high pick and roll and then run and then whatever mismatch you have run the mismatch. Like that's how the that's really how almost every NBA offense is is predicated off of. And Zion would, out of the five players that are on the court, on the on the other team, he, he most likely he, the little guys, he's too big for the little guy, he's too fast for the big guy, right? So unless again you throw a, a like how Junior mentioned a Giannis or how I mentioned an AD, a, a, a Joel, a, and even I would even feel comfortable with LeBron, but even LeBron's a little old. I wouldn't want LeBron taking all those shots like from Zion because Zion he puts. Yeah, he's it on gonna him. break a rib trying to defend mm-hmm. Zion. That's, dude. Gonna, that's what I'm saying. Bring out that age in LeBron. Dislocate a hip. <laughs> <laughs> he puts it on you, and 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 that is another point that I have is he puts it on you, and then. And he's quick, you know. I know. I know you guys see that little that little spin move he has in the post. And when he and when he gets to that spin move, is ninety five percent of the times where he's coming, he's coming with a spin move from left to uh, from right to left, and he's gonna finish with his left hand. And I just think that that right there is just it, 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 it's it's an amazing shot that most NBA players don't get, not because they don't want to get it, because they're not they can't get it because the defense absolutely blocks it off. Giannis, I mean not Giannis, uh, Zion doesn't let him block it off. So talk to me, man. Like, how do you guys feel? Like, you guys think that I'm tripping or, or feel me? Like, talk to me. I, I want to know one thing, because you hmm. said only AD, Giannis, and, and, and Embiid can, can hang with him. 
Uh, how are you feeling with, with Miles Turner on him? Feel Miles uh, Turner on him? He's getting, he's getting burnt in the perimeter. You think so? Well, look. I, I, Go, I hey, it. hey, like, be honest Zion, with me. Be honest. Is it, like, hey. you, you're thinking it's Zion or Stephen Curry? Because he's not that fast. <laughs> be honest with me. Be, hey, be honest with me, both of you. How many Pelicans games have you guys watched? Dude, Dude. I watched. I I tried to in the beginning because you gotta I, I watch. Like, I like Brandon Ingram, but he's know. nice. I love Bi. Yeah, <laughs> Shout out Lakers. <laughs> but <laughs> but 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 okay. So 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 like man, like he really is. Like I promise y'all. Like I why oh I try to watch every single NBA game, right? And I've seen I've seen tons 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 of Pelicans games this season. And Zion, he's a lot quicker than he seems. And I, while I get it, right? You like if you put even even a, a mediocrely quick player in in on the, on the perimeter on him, I believe that 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 they could stick on him. But again, what about, what about Adebayo? At a bite, he's gonna get he's gonna get little bodied. He's little he's little to Zion. He's not little to Zion. He's what's out of what's out of bio like six six like two. Adebayo, bam, Adebayo, like six, six nine, six, I think. Okay, okay, uh, hold on. Some somebody <laughs> fact check me. Fact check six, me. Six nine. He's gotta be. Yeah, he's gotta be six nine. Six yeah. nine what? Six nine. Six nine two fifty five. Ah, come on! That's like thirty pounds. Put it on you. Okay. Put it on you. <laughs> Boom! All game like that. Boom! Right? And then, yeah. but uh, and and that and that right there is where I'm in. Just in in really awe of this guy. Like because he he puts it on. Like you, you get a, a great player like Bam Adebayo. Okay, so you ask me what's he gonna do with Bam Adebayo? He got thirty pounds on him. He gonna put it on him. And then you ask me another question of uh, what are you gonna do with a player like Rudy Gobert? Oh, he's smoking Rudy Gobert. He's going right past him. You don't think he's going past him, Jenner? Talk to me, Jenner. No, I think, uh, I think Go- Gobert, Gobert's not going to come out to the perimeter to defend him. Yeah, That's he's, he's going to play a drop coverage with him. Yeah. Think, but, so but he's not going to get the chance he, to get burned. He's, you, you, you remember Zion's first game against the Spurs? And he, was, he hit like three threes because the defense literally just gave him the Ben Simmons treatment and just yeah. let him. Just, they, they were like, just go ahead. Just shoot all you want. And he's an NBA player. I, and this is, one, this is one thing that really, like, arcs me like and people talk about this like they're like oh like leave him open like leave him wide open like dog he's an nba player like this is all he does for a living if you leave him wide open and give him 10 shots he's at least gonna make three at least hey, listen, right? i'm leaving ben simmons wide open if i'm playing defense okay so this is, <laughs> does not apply to everybody all right I'm leaving Draymond so, wide open for sure, dude. Dwight Howard like, at the three? He's not, he's actually, not hitting that shot. Dwight actually hit a three at the end of the finals last year. That was hilarious. But it's not. But is is Zion as bad of a shooter as any of those guys you just listed? No, no, no he's a he's a legitimate. He he he's got a nice shot. He, I, I, I feel, you know, like I, and I think it's a great point that you guys bring up, up like about a shooting. I think that his shot is decent enough to where you you can't just give him the disrespect right. where you're gonna just back off because he's then he'll he'll make you pay but you can't come out like if you're Rudy Gobert you you can't come out there like because you're gonna get burnt so that like that's why to me like man he is he he's, he's my guy and another an, an, another another huge reason for me is to build a team around him he doesn't have like both players that you list that you guys listed, you know, with, with Luca and Tatum, they have to be the guys. Like Luca needs the ball to be effective. Tatum needs the ball to be effective. Zion, yes, he, he can be a lot more effective with the ball, but he's also a huge lob threat. You can you can put players, you can put players around him and and on when uh when he's on offense, the defense, even if he doesn't have the ball, the defense still has to account for him. 
They still have to watch for the back, the, the, the back, the backdoor cut with the lob. They still got to watch for the, for the putback dunks. They still got to watch for the, for the offensive rebounds. So that's why to me, like he just does so many things. And that's why Rob, when you said one dimension, I almost lost it. <laughs> because, because, because I, I said, I almost <laughs> said one dimension. All right, because he, he does so many other have a things. Reputation to uphold here. All right, let's calm that. <laughs> Now, I'll, say, I'll say this for Zion is, you know, the Pelicans roster construction is pretty disgusting. And, you know, they got they got Steven Adams out there for some reason. I can't really fathom. And like the spacing is not very good. So the fact he's as efficient as he is with what he's working with is pretty it's pretty crazy. Like if you if you had a roster constructed like, you know, to really maximize him, I mean maybe maybe he'll hit seventy percent. Who knows, you know? It's uh, <laughs> sky's the limit, I guess. I, I think yeah I think, so how, I think how would you how would you build up that roster instead of uh, instead of what they have now what, what changes would you make who would you keep who would you get rid of I would definitely keep Lonzo oh my goodness I think I think him and Lonzo once they really get some time to play together ooh they're gonna be scary because he really is like a younger LeBron like as far as athleticism as far as athleticism right and remember how much LeBron was like oh I want to play with Lonzo I want to play with Lonzo I want to play with Lonzo because he he got all them outlet passes right LeBron loves those. So Zion, right? Zion needs a point guard. Saw Anthony Davis. <laughs> and then he's like, get out of here. Yeah, Lonzo, right. play with Lonzo. Oh, okay. Played get with him here. for like two months. And he's like, all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're far too young. <laughs> but but right, so uh, so uh, I would I would keep uh keep players like uh like Lonzo that can 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 set can set up the offense for him, can set set up the the lob threat for him and all that. I would I I I would put shooters, but the only reason why I I, I would I would put some shooters would be um well I wouldn't fill out the rest of the team with shooters, right? I, I would keep I, I would probably keep maybe like more like two two shooters are on that on that team because they need to be the the defense has to be stretched out, right? Because again, uh Rob, you you brought up a great, great point that, that people bring up when they talk about Wazan. They say, like, okay, when when you're in the playoffs, right? And they can game plan for you for seven games. Like, are you gonna really be able to still still do this? Like like Giannis got exposed, exposed. Yeah. Like we we were like, oh my God, Giannis this, Giannis that. <laughs> and and when the Heat showed you, wait, well, we get seven games to sit down and focus just on you, we know exactly how to shut that down. And 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 I really am excited to see if 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 Zion will get his team to the playoffs to show us that he can do that, right? Uh, so that's why I would want shooters, right? To, to be able to not, not have the paint clogged up. So where the defenders are going to have to be out at the line. And if, if they're on at the line and Zion can just, you know, have the paint open, but you, Rob, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned, uh, Steven Adams. I actually think that having a big like that is, is, is good because if you have a big like that, uh, the other team, they have to, they have to pay attention to, 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 to Steven Adams, which, opens up a lot more of the putback dunks for Zion. The opens up a lot more rebounds for Zion. And again, Zion isn't going to have to bang like down low. Right. Like it, I think that, you know, I just thought thoughts in my head right now. I always think about the Lakers, but <laughs> Andre Drummond, I think Andre Drummond, <laughs> I think he, you know, I think Zion and Andre Drummond, that would be a good battle down low. If they were banging down low, those are two big boys. You know what I'm saying? But if they play the, if they, if they play the Pelicans, I think that Andre Drummond would actually be forced to guard a Steven Adams, which would yeah. save Zion so much trouble because then he wouldn't have to go body to body with a Drummond. And who would he go body to body with? Right. If, if the Lakers are fully healthy. Okay. That's a whole different story. But if you're talking about right now, right? Like who's going to go body to body with Trez, 
is he gonna eat that? Like I'm, I love Trez, but Zion's gonna eat Trez, right? And that's why I think it's important to have you know players like Lonzo, the couple of shooters, and but a real big man to take that heat off him. How you feel? How you guys feel about that? So here we go. Are you ready for me to put a giant <laughs> hole in your argument? No, <laughs> kick kicks ready? from chat. <laughs> no, no. Oh so wow, I think, cut out. I think, <laughs> uh, so I think your argument's good, but I'm going to say one thing, and you can make a real argument. Zion is. You can make an argument, and so don't lose it. But I th- I believe this. Zion's not even the best player on his team. He's not even the best forward on his oh, team. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving hold on, I'm gonna give it to Brandon Ingram. So Zion is not the player that maybe gets get game planned against all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Luca is the focal point of that team. Jason mm-hmm. Tatum is the focal point of his team. You can make an Sharing argument with JB. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I was gonna say you can make an argument that teams do have to pay attention to Jason to Jalen Brown. But but and the same thing you can say, teams have to pay attention to Zion. They can't just focus on Brandon Ingram. But I'd like to see. When Zion is the only guy on the team, like Luca, for example, or he's just just really, really far above the next player, uh, um, how he's gonna fare, right? When teams are only playing against them, or you say, for example, like who would be on the Lakers if you take out Anthony Davis? Who would be a good matchup against Zion? Well, nobody really. The best matchup would be Andre Drummond, and and he's probably gonna take Stephen Adams. So it's just I think that that he's often not having a get defended by the best player right so i think that that's like would you would you think he would still be as dominant if he was the single best player on the team like you know far and above and teams have to game plan against him like he's the focal point you know that's a great question i i I agree with you on the fact that i think bi is the best player on that team like i agree with that but we're talking about like 25 and under to build your team for the future, right? Like that's potential, right? So like, yeah. so it, it, in a way, like what, what matters is like, not, not, it not now, this... but how they're going to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and I agree. And... I think potential wise, I think that uh, Zion has more potential than Brendan Ingram. Yeah. So, 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 so yeah. So I like, well, well, while I agree with you on that, I think that, you know, like the potential of Zion is, is far higher than maybe anybody in the league, to be honest, but um, maybe besides somebody else, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, we should, we should have done the Luca hour. Where we all just agree <laughs> with each other for like an hour, <laughs> but, but right. So, so w- w- with Zion, um, Zion ha- having, having so, having so much potential, um, that's like, that's the reason why I picked him. But to answer your question, Junior, uh, I think that his game definitely would, you know, take a knock because I mean, any, any, anybody, you know, if, if the, all these great NBA minds get to sit down and think about just you, right. Like it makes it a lot harder, like for any, right. any NBA player, Michael Jordan, right. Like the pit, Michael Jordan struggled against the Pistons cause they just focally on him. Right. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, I do think that his his game would you know would 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 get knocked down a little bit, but I think that he would still be he would still do Zion things, man. Yeah, I'm just, I am curious though to see how that's going to pan out because I think eventually he'll probably end up going to a team where he's you know the best player on the team or Bi stays in in New Orleans for long. I don't know, but but um, I, I am definitely curious to see kind of how that's going to pan out and and athleticism. That's that's one thing. Like Luca could do without the athleticism. I don't think Zion can, and that's going to be a big thing. Like if it, when his athleticism is gone, 
that's it. You're, you're going to get gumbo John Morand and it's not going to work. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah, I know I was saying earlier that like Luca's conditioning could get a little better, but Zion's could like literally. I mean, he's kind of thick, you know. He's yeah. really, he he could lose like I mean, he could probably lose like fifteen to twenty pounds if he really wanted to. I think it's his advantage though, like for I the long term. Huh? But yeah, long term though, like it you know it opens him up to like injury risk. Yeah. You know those the knees are carrying fucking like, all yeah, that right weight. Away. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, I, I think for the long term, it's it's very similar to Charles Barkley. You know, when we saw Charles Barkley get older, we saw that he he just was wasn't really in the same shape that he was. Because when Charles Barkley Charles Barkley was younger, he was bullying everybody just like this, right? And we saw when he got older. But I think that it only applies to like honestly after the man turns like maybe like 23, 22, right? Because like he's twenty, bro. Like he's so young, dude. Like he's he can, this is what his knees are made for. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like bro, like I'm I, I'm twenty two, but I remember I remember when I like I'm not even talking. I'm not even the NBA, but like I remember when I was like twenty. Dog, I would go eat like. 12 McDonald burgers and then go hoop for like 12 hours. Right. So if, he, if I could do it, he can, he got this crazy ability, man. <laughs> but so, I, so, I, so talking about Luca Tatum and Zion. So I want you guys to answer this. Okay. So, uh, you know, as, 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 as we close and, and we, and we talk about, talk about all these players, you know, I want you guys to answer this in five years. Okay. Who is going to have the most rings MVPs, and all-star selections talk to me rob you go first out of the three and i mean go, go break break each down so it was or i'm sorry could you repeat it again it was rings yeah rings mvps uh, all-star selections yep okay so i i could see so for rings i want to say luca but i could see tatum maybe getting getting more rings just because the celtics like they could they could be a piece away from a championship in my opinion. Like they got a nice roster construction. They've already been to the Eastern Conference Finals so many times. But honestly, for all three, I'd probably go Luca, just because. Um, like right, I mean, of all three of them, I think he's got the most complete game um, outside of the defense. And I mean, at the beginning of the season, he was an MVP front runner this year for super long, even though the Mavericks weren't even playing that well. So I think, like. If the Mavericks have like a top three seed within the next five years, the the league is just gonna give it to him. Like, yeah, like they they're thirsty to give it to him. So I yeah. think that's gonna happen for sure. Um, and then, yeah, rings. I think the Mavericks could could win a title potentially pretty soon. Though I think that could probably go to Tatum as well. And the uh, All Star selections. I mean, he's probably gonna be an All Star for like the next like fifteen years. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean. It's, He's got a long, a long career ahead of him. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, as far, for the rings part, I'm, I kind of like, I guess it depends how his game evolves. But for Zion, I honestly do have questions about his ability to be the best player on a title contender. Because I mean, obviously, it changes if he just alters his game and becomes like a. Like a you know just gets a Kobe mid range and a Steph Curry three, but and, and, you know as his <laughs> I could be in the league too. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, you know, as his game is currently constructed, where it's it's he's I mean, he's pretty reliant on on getting to the rim. I I personally think players like that are pretty limited. Like we saw with Giannis, you know, he got he got schemed for. I mean, in my opinion, Anthony Davis like there's there's a reason that. 
you know, it took playing with LeBron for him to really get there with his game. Like it's, it just places a limit on you. It's easier to scheme for. You need the, you need to really have, uh, you know, multiple dimensions to your game really flesh out. Now, if he gets there, then obviously that's a completely different story. Then he's going to be the most dominant player at the rim who can also hit a mid range and a three point super consistently. But if he doesn't get there, then I, you know, he would, he would need that, that other guy to, to be able to close out games for him when the defense is scheming for him and he can't get to the rim. Now that might be Brandon Ingram. I mean, maybe they spend the rest of their careers together. That'd be pretty good for him. But yeah, that's, that's my, that's my biggest question with Zion. And then with, uh, with Tatum, I think there's, it's not, it's not like a similar predicament, but I do think, like the limits on his game are kind of centered around his playmaking. The fact that he needs a, uh, you know, a playmaking guard next to him because he does get that tunnel vision. I think I feel like the model for Tatum is the Toronto Raptors when Kawhi Leonard was on them. Like they had like a like a perfect roster construction to just plug him in there. He had Kyle Lowry to kind of handle the leadership role and the, uh, you know, the playmaking uh, role for the team. And because we see with like the Clippers when Kawhi was, you know, like the guy, like they, they have a real problem with playmaking, you know, and not having a, uh, a point guard. Lou Will was not doing that for them. And like, uh, you know, Kawhi's like they just were kind of like a like their team just wasn't put together. They didn't have chemistry. And obviously part of that is that they they barely played any games together with all their starters. But I think I think the Raptors are a good model for how you would want to construct a roster around Tatum. Um, but yeah, I gotta go with Luca for all three personally. Hi, how about you, Jer? I think it's a good pick. Definitely MVP's Luca for sure. Like Robert said, like he, the, the 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 league is looking to find their next you know player to kind of carry that torch, and and um, I think Luca really fits that mold the way he's been playing. So I for sure think MVP's for sure Luca, and most uh, All Star picks for sure Luca as well. As far as rings though, I think Luca might actually be in the least advantageous position out of all three of those players. Like I think Tatum's got probably the best shot because of the roster he's got around him. And the fact that he plays in Boston, that's a big market. Some players tend to gravitate towards bigger markets. So, you know, he might, he's most likely that, a, you know, a free a star free agent was having Boston that they would with my, with uh, Dallas or with, or with, uh, or with new Orleans. But I also think that we have to see what's going to happen with the Pelicans because if Lonzo Ball develops to what he, you know, his potential, which is a number two overall pick, if Brandon Ingram, you know, keeps developing and then Zion keeps, I mean, that's like, that's like number two, number two and number one overall picks. That's like three on, on a starting squad. And then if you just kind of, you just, all you got to do is now find two pieces to put around them pretty much a guard and a center and then centers, you know, doing really much nowadays and the way that the league's going now, all you need is a center who can give you a decent shot and you, and you, and you've got a pretty you know, a deadly combination. Exactly. So, you know, you look at, for example, like, I'm not going to say this, this would be, this would work out, but you look at a player like Porzingis, for example, like he seems to be available. Dallas is shopping him. He doesn't play much because he's injured often, but when he plays, he could really give it to you. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a player that if you could put, like, a Przingis level type of player on the on the Pelicans, like, and even with Steven Adams, they're pretty good. So, when you, when you, when you improve that, you know, I think that they have a real shot there. So, I'd probably say 
most likely to win a title, probably Jason Tatum first, Zion second, and then Luca third in their current situations, you know, but like if Luca goes to, I'm not going to say the Lakers because I don't want to sound biased, but if Luca goes to the Heat, for example, <laughs> right? If Luca goes to the Heat, it's game over. If Luca goes to, and take any of the contending teams, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Heat, take, take any of them, take out their, 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 one of their players and put in Luka Doncic, who could play any position from one to the three, right? He can play shooting guard, point guard, and small forward. So you can just take out, it's not like, oh, a player that can only play center. He can only play shooting guard. Like, he can play any of those three positions. You take out any of those, you put Luka Doncic in, obviously, you know, you're going to win a title. So I think that, um, I think that, that, that he, that in their current situations, he's least likely, but I think that, if you need one player to plug in, Luka Doncic, and that's over. You know what I mean? Like any of those teams I just said, instead of putting in Doncic, you put Zion or Tatum, you're probably better off going with Doncic, you know? So that's what I think. What about you, John? Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with you guys. Um, I think that most rings, I think mo- most rings will be Jason Tatum because of the r- roster construction, the way his roster is, and he's just, he's closer than everyone else. And I think you really, like Rob said, he's like, they're like one piece away from a championship team. Uh, and getting some lucky with some injuries, um, and, and other players, some other players get injured. Um, MVPs, I man, Luca, come on, man, they're 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 begging to give Luca an MVP, uh, like all y'all said. And All Stars again, I think Luca only because Luca's game is gonna age the best out of out of, out of all three players that we listed. So that's why, I, like, I, I'll have Luca for those. But um. But there you have it, though, everybody. That was our who, 25 and under. Who would you want to build your team around? Man, Rob, thank you very much for coming on, Rob. You were a great guest. Oh, thanks for having me. It was great. It was, it was fun. It was fun. And as always, as always, you guys, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wherever you guys are listening, whether you guys listen on, on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, you know, make sure, make sure, make sure you subscribe. And as always, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and put everybody's uh, Twitter and Instagram. So I'm going to go ahead and put Rob's Instagram and Twitter right there, right in his little bubble. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put the, the clutch talk Instagram and Twitter right here, right in this little bubble. And I'm put Jenner's, uh, uh, Jenner's Instagram right here, right in, right in his little bubble. So make sure you got you you guys go follow that man and just stay tuned, man. We got a lot more got a lot more coming up, and we're, we're, we're real excited, man. You know, playoffs are nearing. We are gonna ramp it up. You know, when the playoffs ramp it up, and the clutch talk ramps it up too, man. <laughs> yeah, so be exciting. That's it, man. Hey, Rob, thank you, bro. Of course, dude. It was a great talk. All right, y'all. We out, y'all. Clutch talk out. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. Basketball tales so strange, you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.